You're listening to the Unfreed Parents Podcast, episode 018. Your scene to chat about parenting, life, and of course, Unfreeze McGee. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak, online health and wellness mentor, successful event planner, first solo female podcast host in the jam music scene, mom of three, wife, and total umfreak. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 18 of the Umfreak Parents podcast. I'm so glad that you tuned in. Um, Before we start talking, I want to apologize for my throat. Um, (laughs) The cold season has hit our house and If you are a parent, you know that your kids are so generous with their germs. So I have been having this sore throat for a couple of days, and this is the first recording I've done in, you know, since I got this sore throat. So it's going to be a little, uh, little dry and everything. So please excuse me, um, for that in this episode. Um, before we dive into everything in this episode, I did want to send out a huge, huge, huge congratulations to Joel and his beautiful wife, Dasha. They are going to be parents. This is so exciting. I am so excited for Joel and his wife. This adventure that they are about to go on is just going to to be like nothing else that they've ever done. You know, if you follow Joel on social media, uh, you know that he is a world traveler, him and his wife. And, you know, having a baby is, as many of you know, something that is completely different adventure altogether. So very, very excited for them. Congratulations and welcome to the Umfreak Parents community so excited for you guys, and I cannot wait to have both of you on the show um, talking about the joys of parenthood. So, so awesome. And if you did not see the uh, announcement on social media that Joel made, um, check out one of his various outlets. He is on Twitter, also on Instagram. I'll link those in the show notes where you can um, find him. The announcement is so, so cute. Anyway, I'm very excited to jump into this episode because after a little over a month, the full band is back on the road to begin Fall Tour 2018. The last time that they played all together as a full band was September 1st at the House of Blues in Dallas, Texas. My review of that show can be found in episode 14, which also happens to be the episode with my interview with Julie Sinegar, Jake's mom. That was a very awesome conversation. Definitely want to listen to that. I'll link that in the show notes as well if you have not. Um, The first three stops of this just absolutely killer way to start out fall tour were in Kansas City, Missouri. Madison, Wisconsin, and a hometown show in Chicago, Illinois. And because I am just so super excited to talk about all of this, um, it's just going to be this in this episode, and we'll do an On This Day and interview next week. All right, so let's dive in. Fall Tour officially kicked off Thursday, October 4th in Kansas City, Missouri at the Crossroads KC. 
They have played at this venue a total of eight times, the most recent being August 31st, 2017. Um, also, if you did not know, in episode 11, the On This Day discussion featured was the August 21st, 2013 show at this venue. I will put a link to that episode in the show notes so that you can check it out if you have not. Um, these shows were also webcast on tour gigs, which if for some reason you have no idea what it is, it's like seriously my favorite thing ever. I love that I can watch the shows at home, not have to pay for a babysitter, and can totally pee in my own bathroom. Plus you can watch it on demand for like two weeks after or something. Um, it's definitely well worth it. So if you've not uh, invested in tour gigs, I highly suggest that you do. Anyway, this show opens with Glory, which is not a song that typically gets the opener treatment. According to Jimmy Rogers via his Twitter, which if you are not following him, you can find him at Umfax. Definitely suggest that you do. His account has all sorts of really, really awesome Umfries facts. So definitely give him a follow. Anyway, the last Glory opener was May 28th, 2017, 115 shows ago. Not the usual way to start a show, like I said, but certainly a powerful way to show that they are more than ready for fall tour. They are not messing around at all or acting like they were rusty after having over a month off. Then they go into this delicious wall it's worth, and I just love how romantic the jam is in that tune. Remind me, the jam gets really weird and spacey before going into the intense sex metal ending of the song. I seriously just love the energy that comes from them when they play this part of Remind Me. I'm not a metal fan <laughs> at all. Umphreys is really... um changed that in me um but I really really love this part of of remind me the force and the authority that that comes with the part of it room to breathe in dedication to David Johnson on his 64th birthday which I think is just absolutely really really awesome to be raging Umphreys for your 64th birthday that's pretty pretty badass Love the jam in this one, one that is for sure on my list to catch during the New Year's Eve run this year. Just love that song. <clears throat> Preamble and then sliding into Mantis, just absolutely beautiful. Definitely added this one to my 2018 Hall of Fame list. This version will go unfinished, and the jam that starts at about the 6.30 mark kind of sounds like an almost 80 Space Invaders game with a little bit of tinkering going on before going into this really beautiful jam at about 11, 13, 30 in. Just so full of beauty and life. And Joel's just sounding so light and airy. Definitely what you would call a soaring, uplifting jam here for sure. I really love this whole version of Mantis. Um, but the jam, especially from that 1330 point to the end where they slow it way down and then move the whole thing into Do No Diablo. Just beautiful. Uh, Day Nurse, this one I have been totally in love with anyway, but especially during this summer tour, another one that they have just been crushing. My favorite version being the one from summer camp this past year. But this one, just how dancey and the jam in it, also 
very awesome. Then sliding right into the beautiful end of Mantis, all the drama and glory with the ending of this song, the lights and the big conclusion of the lyrics and the Jake just shredding the end of this, coming into the big part at the end, all of it just, it just gives me serious goosebumps every time I hear it. And I've heard it so many times, just an awesome way to end the first set. And seriously, they did not skip a beat at all with this show. And you never would have guessed that they've been off for, like I said, a little over a month. The second set is straight fire with Conduit to Open. Just, just wow. They start this jam at about 3.30 in. And you can still hear them coming out of Conduit and then heading back down this path of a whole rage fest until about eight minutes in where they just seamlessly take it back into the song. This is another one that I just love the power behind the jam in it. Then there's Phil's. And I will admit that before the show started, I was chatting with a friend of mine and I thought that maybe Phil's would be shelved for fall tour after having such a completely stellar run of plays during the summer and really just all year. Um, the buildup in this song, certainly at the beginning, it certainly gets the excitement going. Like, what are they going to play? Sort of how I felt about it. And then they go into the spills and I can't even be mad about it because you just don't ever know which way they will take the jam in that song. So... I know I've said this a couple times, and it has been hard for me to pick my favorite fills of 2018, um, and this one you're going to be able to definitely add to that list. Um, the jam starting at 337, they completely bring it down, and Joel and Jake start to take it down a weird path in the beginning of the jam, and then take it down a real rock-heavy way, and... Is it a tease of Rocktopus that I hear in there, or something else? Something that will become something else in the future? I know they do wind up playing Rocktopus in Chicago, um, so maybe that's, you know, getting it ready for, for that. I'm not sure. Um, when you listen to it and, you know, have an idea, please let me know. Reach out to the show and tell me. I always like to kind of figure out what they're playing in there. Then it goes into this weird, tipsy-sounding jam again, um, almost could sort of become sort of like a carnival theme, and then going back into the rock jam again. I honestly added this fills to my 2018 Hall of Fame list, although like I said before, it's going to be very hard for me to choose a favorite one from the year, because I feel like 2018 has just been the year of the fills. This amazing jam goes until... 11.30 and then goes back into Phil's. Chair of Rock by Smashing Pumpkins covered a total of 35 times. Last played on April 28, 2016 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I will tell you, when I was listening to this, I was totally reminded of my middle school, early teen angsty years when I was into the pumpkins briefly because I had a friend who was so obsessed with Billy Corgan. So I uh, was jumping on the Smashing Pumpkins bandwagon. Um, they really do an awesome job with this cover. I've probably listened to it like four or five times. It's just, it's really just so good. Um, DBK, which I just obviously love. Um, it's 
part of the opening of the podcast. Um, but I love how there is something always different sandwiched in the middle of this tune. This song is really a jam vehicle and goes on a different adventure every single time they play it. Um, this one does not feature a cover in the middle. Instead, two originals, Final Word and Mull It Over. I would love to know um, the statistics on times that there was a cover in the middle as opposed to there being original tunes sandwiched in there. Um, maybe Jimmy Rogers, <laughs> when you hear this, um, can come up with the answer for that and let me know so I can definitely pass it along to all of you listeners. Um, the energy in this jam is just really out of this world. I would have to say that DBK is most certainly one of my favorite jam odysseys for sure. This first part of the song goes to a little over 15 minutes before Joel taking it into Final Word. Last played earlier this year, January 28th, 2018. And then Mull It Over, first time played in 2018. Last time that one was played, almost a year ago, November 4th, 2017, at the Orpheum in Madison, Wisconsin. Going back into DBK to close out this delicious sandwich, I highly suggest that you at least listen to the DBK, um, but this whole sandwich was, as I said, mighty fine and definitely deserves to be listened to as a whole. Make it right to close out the second set of this show. The music in this song, I've had some serious dance parties in my kitchen listening to this one. I totally will admit that. Um, especially the jam. Just full of so much happiness. And one of those that just when you're in the moment of dancing to it, you're just able to release just everything that's going on in your life. Love everything about this song. Encore was only one tune when the world is running down who make the best of what's still around by the police Which they decided to play when they heard it on the radio in their tour manager's office after the end of the second set This cover has been performed 44 times total the most recent being um the sh The most recent being um not since holidays last year on December 1st 2017 I will say that Bayless's vocals sound amazing on this cover, not only because his voice, in my opinion, is perfect for singing The Police, Bayless does really well with the vocals when they play Canary in a Coal Mine as well, but damn, a big shout out to Chris Mitchell for not only always making sure that the whole band sounds absolutely stellar, but particularly on this one, this song, just top-notch it sounded so good um I love just how th this covers so insanely well and then they take it out and do their whole umphrey spin on it and this jam is almost sounding very Pink Floyd-esque at the beginning and then going down different paths before bringing it back into the original song to close out this whole show just amazing um, I will put where you can listen to this show and the set list in the show notes so that you can dig deeper into it. All right. Friday, October 5th at the Sylvie in Madison, Wisconsin, a city that the band has been playing ever since 1999, only not playing there in 2012. 
Lots of two-night runs at the Orpheum Theater in Madison, most recent being November 3rd and 4th, 2017. This is the first time they are playing at this new 2,500 capacity venue, however. This venue was seriously only like a week old before Umphreys played there. Apparently, there were no obstructed views in the venue, and there were also charging ports for phones. Very, very cool. There is a really great write-up about um, this venue on their website, and I will put a link to that um, in the show notes so that you can read about it if you're interested. This show opens with Tango Mike. The last time they opened a show with this was almost a year ago on November 2nd, 2017 in Cleveland, Ohio. I was actually at that show. This opener has only been played a total of 19 times. That's it. Then into Miss Tinkles, the jam gets a little dirty and grimy and then goes back into Miss Tinkles, then gets dancey, bringing it quickly back into Miss Tinkles. A strong way to start off this show for sure. Words last played January 28th, 2018. I love the drama and fullness and beauty of this song. Blue Echo with this just absolutely powerful and eclectic jam. Another one added to my Hall of Fame 2018 list as well. What We Could Get, one of my favorite songs on the new album, and I'm really looking forward to finally catching this one live. I will say this one has room to grow in the live lyrical department, but I absolutely love the music of this song, and that part really translates well live. I think that when they are ready to stretch this song outside of its comfort zone and start to jam it out more, it will become another really amazing jam vehicle. Tribute to the Spinal Shaft. I love the jazzy lounge music to open the song. And Bayless is just straight killing it only 15 minutes into this beast of a tribute. Then revving it up to explode down into the funky part of the song. And then this big shred fest from Jake and taking it back into the funky part. I love the weirdness in the ending of this and slowing it way down to go into push and pull. One that has only been played four times so far, but another one I look forward to seeing how it grows. To junk the romanticness of Jake's playing in this jam on this song about five minutes in, then speeding it up to make it a little more dancey. This is one of those jams, again, where everyone just seems to be so in sync with the energy and everything that's going on. Although, I think that you should definitely listen to this whole show, but this to junk is really one of the highlights, and they take that jam back into the song and then continue to jam this one out for another three minutes with Bayless just shredding again. And then the whole intense ending of the song to close out the first set added this one to my Hall of Fame 2018 list for sure. Just fucking killer. It really is. Looks to open the second set. One that I am so happy that they've decided to jam out and have continued to do so since the first time they did that. um, August 25th of this year in Louisville, Kentucky. With an almost Peter Gabriel burning down the house sort of sound and vibe to the beginning of this jam, this seriously just stellar version comes in at a little over 10 minutes and is probably my favorite jammed out version of this song. 
how it's growing and changing because they decided to start doing that. It is just so exciting. I think the same can be true when they decided to when they decide to do the same with what we could get. The triple wide coming in at a little over 12 minutes, going on this very interesting musical journey, then slows down and goes into a kind of sneaky jam, and then once a more ambient jam, a little before the 10 minute mark, and then getting weird before going into Daffodils by Mark Ronson, covered a total of 13 times. Last time was on August 18th in St. Augustine. I know I've said this before, and I really love this cover by Umphreys, and honestly, it could pass as one of their songs if you're not super familiar with their catalog. Chris is spot on vocally with this song, and how they add their own fingerprint to this cover um, with the jam really is what makes it feel like a tune that could be theirs. Um, it doesn't matter with proverbial jam. This tune has grown so much considering that it's less than a year old, one that will for sure to continue to morph as it moves into 2019 and beyond. And we have to talk about the jam in Much Obliged. Just damn. Starting all slow and sneaky, about a little over three minutes, creeping along for a little bit, and then going in, gaining its legs about five minutes in, and then really spreading its wings at the six and a half minute mark into this jam. And Joel just soaring with this one before bringing it down, building back up into the jam, and then back into Much Obliged. Just beautiful. And it should be noted that this Much Obliged goes unfinished as well. Then into this absolutely monster Wizard Burial Ground to close out the second set. This wizard starts out like you're going to start on some sort of mu mystical space adventure and then just opens and rages right in your face. Love this song as a second set closer. Breathe by Pink Floyd, the dub version for the encore, covered a total of 43 times, the last time being January 13th, 2018. Also the dub version. I think this song is perfect to be played like that. And even though it is not always listed as being played that way, it is more often than not the dub version. Um, if not always, you know, I did some research and was not able to find a version where it was. Um, and even the last time, uh, even the first time it was played, excuse me, December 31st, 2005 was the dub version as well. Um, I will put a link to where you can listen to this show and the set list so that you can check it all out yourself. Okay, so Saturday, October 6th at the Aragon Ballroom as part of the big weekend happening October 4th through 6th. Other acts that were playing that weekend were Lettuce, Amy Helm, Leftover Salmon, The Motet, Papadozio, Spafford, and many more at various venues throughout the city during the weekend. Umphreys has not played at the Aragon um, since December 31st, 2016, and they have played there a total of 14 times. I was actually there the last time they played, and I remember there being an issues with the bathrooms, um, and honestly, um, I almost got kicked out on New Year's Eve because I was waiting in line for the men's room because all the stalls were full or the toilets were clogged in the women's room, and I was so close. Like, I was next in line, and this guy comes in and 
It's like anybody that goes in the stalls is getting kicked out. And I was not trying to get kicked out before New Year's. So I said, fuck it. <laughs> it was just absolutely awful. But thankfully, thankfully, we did not have to deal with the issues coming into the venue on time because we had VIP. But I know that lots of people were very unhappy um, to hear they were playing at this place again after all that had happened. Um, however, Joel took to Twitter to reassure people that they spoke to those in charge at the venue and were assured that there would not be any issues. Um, and the only issues that I heard of, besides some stories about random dudes, um, just the sound was the only thing I heard about. Um, but this being the Aragon, that's not a new complaint. And some online people said that this show sucked. But I'll be honest, I thought this show was straight fire. The jam inspires, which we'll get into. Um, you can tell from the energy in the room before they even play the first note that everyone was just very excited for this show. This show opens with this absolutely fire dump city that certainly got my ass moving the next morning when I did not want to get up and start my day. Love how funky and dirty this tune gets and then builds up and rages into a dance party about the eight minute mark, then getting all dirty again and raging into the end of the song. Maybe someday with a weird spacey start to it. I love the complexity of this song so much. Um, then this Spires, um, Hall of Fame 2018 were the for sure. The jam that starts to really build it up around the three and a half minute mark and then explodes at four minutes and 30 in and then goes back into the lyrics of the tune and then goes on this musical adventure for the next eight minutes and then the big beautiful ending before switching gears and moving it right into Party and Peeps, which is always a dance party. Seasons, one that Bayless mentions they have never played in Chicago before, then into the slacker that starts on its journey only after a few minutes into the song. Love how funky Jake gets at one point on the huge Bayless solo at the end. This slacker is quite the powerhouse, and you can tell from the energy from the crowd after that one how hot it really was. Next up, a nice little syncopated sandwich with a hearty helping of bright lights, big city jam in the middle. So grateful that they are still playing it like this. The entire thing is just amazing. It's honestly going to be very difficult for me to personally choose which one is the best of the year. This being the third time they have done this jam this year. I can see this being what they go into or out of for the countdown on New Year's this year. I love how there's just so much built up and just when you can't think that they're going to build it up anymore, they build it up so much more and then it just explodes all over the place. I almost envision like a balloon just being blown up so big and then confetti just exploding out all over with this song. I just love when they do that and then they go back into the actual Bright Lights tune, no lyrics though, and slow it way down and to go into this sexy ending of Syncopated to close out the first set. Just absolutely mind-blowing for me listening to the show, and I can imagine for anyone that was there. Forks to open the second set, one that is getting more and more play this year, and I think that it's awesome because it only helps the song grow and get better. I know a lot of people don't like this one. I personally do, although sometimes it may not translate well live, but like I said, the more they play it, the better it will get. The part where it goes down and then Jake just kills it to bring the song back up. My three-year-old absolutely loves that part and just starts dancing all over the place when I put that song on. 
in the kitchen, the jam in this one that starts at a little over four minutes in, I will say the people wooing were freaking killing me. <laughs> I wasn't even there. If I was, my husband can totally tell you the face that I would make. I am so against the woo. Totally ruins the jam. Grateful that the people in the crowd were that were doing it got the hint after just a few of the woos. Um, the dancing and spaciness of this jam and the eclecticness that the jam odyssey in this song goes on. Hall of Fame 2018 material as well for sure. Half Delayed and then Rocktopus with that nether tease again. And not only was Jake just shredding here, but Joel Strait killing it as well in this tune. Glad that they dusted this one off midsummer and have been killing it. One of these days they will finally go into nether and everyone is going to totally lose it. Women Wine and Song, damn Joel, especially in the beginning, just setting those keys on fire and Really, this whole song, he's just killing it. It begins its journey at a little after the three-minute mark, and for the next seven minutes, continues on, at one point going to a really beautiful, whimsical-type jam, then starts to gain momentum into a big, beautiful, amazing conclusion, complete with finger-tapping, which is always my favorite. And then they have it come way, way down to go into Rocker Part 2, this women wine, and song, women wine and Song also added to my 2018 Hall of Fame list. A raging and shred-heavy rocker part two, and the second set closes with August going out to South Bend. The jam from five minutes to when they go back into the lyrics of the song at eight minutes, seriously, just hot damn, seriously blew my mind listening to it at home. Then, of course, the seemingly flawless, alluring, tender, but also serious Bayless solo at the end of the song to close out the show. When I was listening to this, I was just thinking about what the end of that looks like with the lights and everything. No doubt a perfect ending. Encore, Live and Let Die by Wings, which I totally love. I am a huge Beatles and Paul McCartney fan, which I may have mentioned before. <laughs> so when they cover the Beatles or Wings, I admittedly totally nerd out. This one has been covered 26 times total, last time being back in February 17th of this year in Asheville, North Carolina. I really think that Wings is a great band for them to cover because their music is so similar to Umphrey's sound in many respects. There is a video that Umphreeze just released of this, and I will be sure to link that in the show notes so that you can check that out. I also did want to say Jimmy Rogers posted this thing about the show that I can't even describe with this amazing football analogy. I respect and appreciate his level of knowledge about this band. I will be sure to think about that as well. You know, make sure that uh, you give that a read. I will make sure to link that in the show notes. I will admit, at first when I was reading it, I didn't understand what he meant because I don't know a lot of football terminologies. But after a little more learning, um, you know, his post was amazing. So definitely going to want to check that out. Um, Joel also tweeted a Nugs list that he made of his favorite songs from these three shows, and I will put a link for that as well in the show notes. Um, I was thinking that the second set from Madison in Kansas City were my favorite from the weekend, but I don't know. The first set, honestly, the whole Chicago show was just fire. Um, I will put a link in the show notes where you can listen to the show and the set list so you can check that out more closely. And before we end the show, I did want to mention a couple of things. 
First, there is now an Umfreak Parents podcast website. I will link it in the show notes. It is your one-stop shop for all the episodes and show notes. Also coming soon, a blog and merch. If you are interested in submitting a blog, um, you can find all the information of how to contact the show on the website. I would love to have some contributing writers. Um, Super excited to see it grow and continue. Um, And big thank you to Dave Levine that allowed me to use his photography for the site. The show is also now accepting advertisers, and all that information can be found on the website as well. And if you totally love this show, I would greatly appreciate it if you would give the show a review because it helps other like-minded parents find the show. And be sure to describe, subscribe as well so that you never miss a new episode when they drop.